Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the Game Awards Future Class, a.k.a. the New York Game Awards nominated Blessing, Eddie Oye Jr. What up? No one got to see your salute. You I know. I, I, whole salute. Time. I, was waiting, I was waiting for the camera to come to me, and the camera never came to me. Barry yeah. loves the close. He I'm loves saluting, the ones. You know, the New York awards. Them. How you doing? Doing pretty good. It feels great to be to be noticed, what? to be nominated. Uh, but no, it's, I mean, it's a pretty chill week. I'm enjoying the start of the new year so far. It's yeah, been fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How'd the first games daily go yesterday? It was pretty good. Yeah. You know, uh, we made some a few changes to the show, and I think for the most part they went well. You know, there's still some things like trying to iron out, yeah, like of course. the the transition to the ad. Obviously, like the it's the thing where like I went into the ad with the normal wording of like, oh yeah, and like if you do this, if you're watching, that we means rewrote it, didn't we? Yeah, but I wasn't trying to. Read Got it. it. Okay. Yeah, well, I, 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 I did the same thing yesterday on Kind of Funny podcast. We're actually read off the page the thing. Yeah. Because the intros are brand new now. This mm-hmm. new the, the condensed little thing we did. Yeah. So it's like it's not. And the intro, yet. and that's thing is the intro I did. The ad, I in my mind I was like, oh, the ad. As there's the no ad. way it's not changing. Ad is the that ad. Is the ad is the ad. Yeah, like we get it, right? If you yeah. don't have Patreon or you don't have the kind of you do the kind of funny membership, then you don't see the ad. But yeah. as I said it, went to ad, and I was like, I guess if you're watching live and you do have the kind of funny membership, then you do see the ad. But yeah. then I, it's hard way. I've got to figure out a way to like phrase that to, to, to let people know. Sure. But other than that, I feel like the, the episode went well. Okay, good. Yeah, the Friday stream went well. Of course it did. Yeah, you been a fun start to the year. You're great on it. Thank you. You're great on it. Thank you. One of my most favorite understated moments was you me and nick on the couch just drinking bourbon oh yeah <laughs> and every, my favorite was just like looking at chat and everybody being like why does blessing look trapped and i'm like i don't i always look like this i don't know what to tell you yeah you know yeah. this is just who i am it's um, one of those things you have resting bitch face to a degree yeah like right now when it's a one-on-one and you're on you're there but i've noticed in panel stuff before i know you're listening but mm. you're, you're doing that thing where you're like yeah you know what i mean it yeah, also yeah. doesn't help that it kind of looks like a casting couch but that's just me it does a little bit yeah and between two Burns. Older white men, oh. and and I don't know what's about to happen in this scenario. <laughs> you know, it was a fun stream, though. You know, it was a fun stream. Yeah, enjoyed the happy hour. I thought yeah. that was a fun time. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool new thing we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the game showdown, pretty fun. Yeah. Also, the episode, first episode is up. It's up. Yeah, we shouldn't spoil episode huh? zero is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because it doesn't count. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's technically an episode, but it's not it's part an of the episode, one. but it doesn't count on my permanent record for you. No, it's showdown. not. A, it's not on anybody's permanent as record. as the season thirteen champ. You know what of I mean? Of Kind like, of Feudy. Yeah, yeah, different yeah. show. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the last champ of Kind of Feudy, the last season champ of Kind of Feudy. Fair enough. You know what I mean? That's why we're reti- we're retiring. I'm getting a banner here on the first episode true? of Game I Showdown. I thought it was a jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I, might have, <laughs> I was talking a little out of my ass though with the idea, and then I was like, all right, I don't really wear a jersey. Mm. But like they put ba- start. they put championship <laughs> banners up, so I'm thinking I put a championship banner up there. I mean, like mm. literally, or showdown. as part of like the oh, video. Oh no, wall. literally, literally. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there has to be a ceremony of like us. Uh, you know, I hope you don't have anything planned for your first episode. <laughs> no, no, I, I have my own bit here. I, I mean, I'm mean. down for this bit. Yeah, okay. if you can get a championship banner somehow hide it up there where nobody will notice. Well, and no, drop no, it no. During no the it's hide. We're gonna have to bring it up. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Listen, I'm not gonna stop you. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's I'm why not, you're my favorite judge. You're my favorite judge in game showdown. Thank you. Not Roger McCorney, who 
Don't get me started yeah. on him. You know what I mean? Didn't even wear overalls yesterday. Couldn't have been any clearer on the calendar. I don't think it was on the calendar. I, I digress. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that there's an Xbox developer underscore direct announced. Last of Us is Abby has officially been cast and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games to get all of our shows ad-free. Watch us record them live and... Get a daily exclusive show. Greg, why? Uh, for a chance to be part of this very show, submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go so we can integrate them into the stories. Housekeeping for you. There is no Kind of Funny Games Daily tomorrow, Wednesday, because at 10 a.m. Pacific on YouTube and Twitch, we will be live streaming our Kind of Funny Game of the Year episode where all of us will live react to our cumulative top 10 games list for 2023 and crown the kind of funny game of the year. Are you excited? I'm very excited. This is one of my favorite things we do. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know, like I've talked about it at length, how much I hate top tens and how much I hate uh, arguing with your, your friends and colleagues about games and what should be game of the year. And yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love the idea that we all come in. Everybody who reviews games are kind of funny comes in with a different top 10. We give them to Barrett. He ranks him, does it seeds it. And then we don't find out until we're all together. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fun combination of like reaction content, but then also review content and then also totally. just all of us hanging out together in the same room. Exactly. Yeah. And it's always a surprise what game of the year is. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see who makes it next year. Do you think <laughs> Ratchet and Clank makes it again? <laughs> Final Fantasy seven. Who do you think game of the year is tomorrow? I think, tom I think it's Zelda. Okay. Like I, I've gone through it in my mind a lot. Like I think my fear, and I use the word fear loosely because it's going to sound like I'm insulting the game when I'm not is Spider-Man two, just for the idea of like, yeah, I, for me, it reminds me of Ratchet where yeah. we all, really really liked ratchet but it wasn't really any of our number ones but all of us played it therefore ratchet just ended up as the number one it felt like yeah. right like i think Andy it was it was andy's one. game of the year and it was mike's number three that year yeah spider-man 2 i think has the same the same thing where like i think all of us played it and all of us really liked it and so you know i think it, when i take that and i look at Baldur's gate 3 which a lot of us loved but not necessarily all of us played right yeah. or even zelda which a lot of us loved but not necessarily all of us played I think Spider-Man 2 might be the one game that makes it onto possibly every list, or at least like most of the lists that and that could bump it up. Um, but I mean, I'm personally going for Zelda, and if it's not Zelda, then I hope it's Baldur's Gate 3. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Barrett, do you have my do you have my intro ready? I didn't tell you to. You know, my here comes the money thing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know is that a button press or is that more that's complicated? Not a button press. Give me like ten seconds. All right, I can fill for a second, ladies and gentlemen. It's kind of funny. Hey, we're back. It's 2024. Same garbage truck on fire. What I'm wearing a bomber jacket today. Yeah, you are. You are wearing a bomber. That's jacket. usually not my out. look, but it was that thing where it's like, I've been. I did the collared shirt era there mm -hmm. for a lot of months, and I like them. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, I look at them. And I just don't see myself in them. Like, really? I'm you a t-shirt bomber jacket. I'm a t-shirt guy. Okay. And, but I want to step the t-shirt up. Like, mm. like, you know what I mean? I don't want it just to be a t-shirt. I think throwing away maybe a lot of my old t-shirts would help. And if I just had a brand new, what? but it mm. was that thing. I was like, and I'm not going to, I'm not saying I'm not going to, I'm going to still wear the collar shirts. Yeah. It's just like, I look at it. I'm like, I wasn't feeling a collar shirt today. And then, so I'm in the thing. And then I have this, this is a jacket Jen bought me for E3 that uh -huh. I don't think I ever wore when I hosted E3. I mean, it is a very nice jacket. Yeah. I really like this Thank jacket. You very much. But you know, bomber jackets are Tim's thing. So that's a whole thing. I don't know. Anyways, Barrett, hit my intro. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. What's up, everybody? Welcome to your favorite reoccurring kind of funny games daily segment. 
Sound Financial Advice with Greg Miller. And here's what I want you all to do, ladies and gentlemen. Call up your friends, your family, your auntie, your uncle, and tell them you will bet that Spider-Man 2 will be kind of funny's game of the year. Jesus, bet the I fucking house. Don't worry about it. Go for it. If, like, the, Barrett's saying it's not sound fin- real financial advice. It is this time, all right? What I'm saying is pretty simple. You cash out your 401k, your college fund, whatever it is, you put it on Spidey! I've run it in my head. Ain't no way Zelda wins. Ain't no way Baldur's Gate wins. I don't think Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate is going to win. If Spider-Man 2 wins, then I'm with all the comments. <laughs> like all this PlayStation fucking please or whatever. Because it's like, come Pony, on. Sony ponies, please. Sony, Sony ponies. ponies. Whatever they, they call us, right? Yeah. I'm, with, I'm with them in Spider-Man 2 wins. Because like, come on, man. Great game. Come on. Great Zelda, uh, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Alan Wake 2. Hi-Fi Rush? You know, come on. Let's go. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. Starfield. I mean, not Starfield. You <laughs> will find out tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Gollum at 10 a.m. when we do a live Gamescast recording our top 10. It's usually a long episode. It's a great episode. Janet's flying up for it. I might have oh, ordered yeah. her a cake. Oh, yeah. Because it was a birthday. Yeah. Is it tomorrow tomorrow? Yes. Got it. Yeah, I ordered a cake for her birthday. Uh, more housekeeping for you. Game Showdown episode zero is up right now as a standalone video. In case you missed it during the Kind of Funny Day marathon stream, you go to youtube.com slash games to get this. Of course, if you have a Kind of Funny membership, you can get it ad-free. Uh, blessing, this is your brand new show. Episode zero, episode one does debut live on Friday after Games Daily. Talk about it. Yeah, uh, it's a show that I'm very excited for. It's a show that we've been working very hard on for the last, it feels like forever, but like really it's been a, an idea that's, gestated for the, like the last year and a half but yeah. we've really been working hard on for the last few months um and it's me hosting it it's what you love about kind of feudy right but expanded out into um a show with multiple different games in it um it's different kinds of trivia you know come through and watch the show to find out what kind of trivia right it's all nerdy and video games yeah, trivia, yeah, right? yeah. but like different types of games and so uh it's very exciting uh i from in my opinion i think there's a lot of good polish to it it's going to be video only it's, it's going to be shorter than what you get out of our long form content right like i'm aiming for more 20 to 30 minutes with this show, but sure. it's going to be 20 to 30 minutes of a really good uh, game show. And so come through on Friday, we're recording live after KFGD, and then it'll be up as a VOD on YouTube for everyone. Yep. Uh, YouTube.com, so it's kind of funny games. Ad free if you have a YouTube mem- or kind of funny uh, membership. There you go. I'm working on it. Yeah. Too. Still do. Some practice. You know what I mean? <laughs> before, before we move on, I actually did want to shout out uh, before we got into the, uh, the Roper Report, the New York Game Awards. Because you, where you're nominated, where I'm nominated for game journalism of the year. Yeah, you you had introduced me as the New York Game Awards nominated, uh, and this is really cool. Uh, I tweeted about it right, and like I, when they first announced the nomination, it caused me some confusion, and also I think the like the community some confusion. Just in the idea of the world at large. Yeah, just the idea that like I don't I don't call myself a games journalist. I don't yeah. necessarily see. We myself just as had a whole rant about how we kind of funny isn't games journalism. Yeah, it isn't games. We aren't games journalists. That kind of funny. Yeah, and. With that, right, like they put up a page uh, that kind of ex- explains what each person. I like that is we forced that one thousand percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, like here's an award no one will get mad about, and then the entire internet was mad. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think the thing I want to point out specifically is that the award is it's best games journalism. It doesn't necessarily say best games journalist, journalist. which I think is the is the key difference. And honestly, if I can jump in, it's such a it. brilliant way to do it. I've said before that I'd love to see not in necessarily in place of content creator at game awards, but a game journalism or game journalist thing. And this makes so much sense in the same way of we're picking a specific game. We're picking a specific article, not your body of work, not yeah. everything you did. It's impossible to find that. Yet, yet, yet. Yeah. And this goes back to the conversation. I think me and Tim were having uh, right before break of like, you know, we don't necessarily call ourselves games journalists. I brought up my black hair video, right? The episode of the blessing show. And like, there's multiple episodes of the blessing show that I'll put in this category of, of like, course. 
I did a journalism. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily make me a journalist, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Tim yeah. compares it to like, you know, you sing karaoke. That doesn't necessarily make you a professional singer sure. type thing. And they go through and they they highlight the specific piece that people um, were That's nominated brilliant. for. Really, really and brilliant. so they shout out the black hair in video games uh, piece. Throw which, them back up there and let me see what else other people are doing. Because now that, now that we can pick it and go against things, we can just say who's going to win. Oh, yeah. So we got and Andrea uh, Longshoe, who did the, the last well, list is not, not a video game, game adaptation. Garbage. That's a loser talk. Uh, Nicole, Nicole Carpenter. Carpenter. Uh, you, know, you know, you read the article. Yeah, I, I, off the headline, I know. Uh, Nicole <laughs> Nicole Carpenter, who did the, the untold history of uh, Barbie fashion designer, the first mass market game for girls. Yeah, uh, no, that's Bre not going to do Brendan Sinclair, the homie over there. Um, uh, Microsoft's concerning conflict minerals disclosure reflects industry wide Oh, my God. Put slippage. me to sleep. Not happening. Uh, Ed Smith, who did the Starfield, is uh, the death of video games as we know them. <laughs> All right. Which, you know, like, I might agree with this guy. Uh, and we, you know, we got Hanif who does uh, we're, mo we're More Ghosts Than People. And then Reed McCarter who does uh, They Made Us Do it, it, it with his article. Mine was the one they nominated me for was the black hair. You're going to uh, walk. You're going to walk. You're going to walk. You that's so? easy. That's easy. That's, that's another trophy for you. I don't know, man. I've, I've seen a lot of these other people's work and they do really good work. Yeah, I, I think they do. Were, were those them? Probably not. I'm, but the one thing I am shocked by is the lack of Rebecca Valentine. She's already won it, remember. Oh, has she? This was one of the things when people were coming at you with pitchforks and torches. And like, well, what about Jason? And what about Reb? Or mm. Reb responded to one who was like, I actually won two years ago. Oh. <laughs> Thanks for paying attention. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think, I'm not that you can't, you know, Win do games journalism twice like, in a row. She did such an incredible article. I mean, I don't know when the cutoff was. Wrong. Sure. She did such an incredible article late last year about um, the Wukong game. Yeah. Um, and like, did a, like a deep dive, like, like research. And for thank this God thing. they didn't see that because that would have been nominated. And that would have been a, that would have been a good one to exactly. win. But, not, but um, but yeah, like you're up against minerals. But here's the thing, like that that was one where I was like, if. I if I was in the, in the nominating pool, right? If I was yeah, judge yeah. or whatever, I definitely would have gotten that in there. But aside from that, right? Like, I think this is a good cast of people. I am very honored and very humbled to be uh, a part of this. Yeah. And it was the thing where when the uh, the Black Hair video came out last year, right? Like, both me and Roger were very proud of the fact sure. that um, it felt like journalism, right? Yeah. Like, there were people that we respect in the, this industry. It was like Ryan McCaffrey uh, tweeted the video and was like, "This is a great piece of video games journalism." I know that was something that me and Roger were very much like, "Damn." Like we we really worked hard on this thing and it's really shining through in a way that um, we're really proud of. And so I'm happy that New York Game Awards one clarified this because I think a lot of people were just hundred percent, one hundred percent. But then also, yeah, I'm, I'm very honored to be nominated. And shout out to the New York Game Awards. Shout out to you, New York Game Awards. A blessing doesn't win. We'll never talk about it again. No. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp. But we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Time for some news. Seven items on the Roper Report. A Baker's Dozen. Number one, The Last of Us Season 2 cast Caitlin Dever as Abby. This is Joel Otterson at Variety. The Last of Us Season 2 has officially cast Caitlin Dever. Variety has learned. Dever joins the HBO, the hit HBO show in the role of Abby, who is described as, quote, a skilled soldier whose black and white view of the world is challenged as she seeks vengeance for those she loved, end quote. Uh, Dever's past TV credits include shows like Last Man Standing, Justified, Unbelievable, and Dope Sick. On the film side, she has starred in features such as Booksmart, uh, Rosalina, Next Goal Wins, and No One Will Save You, the last of which she also executive produced. Hell yeah. I know her mainly from Booksmart. Me too. Yeah, I don't... I, 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 she's got that face where I know her from Booksmart and then I've seen her in other things, yeah. but they, I read all this and I'm like, I don't know anything. Next Goal Wins was one that I... is like on my shortlist of movies from last year that mm -hmm. I still Is that the to sequel see. to Bend It Like Beckham? 
Uh, close, actually, <laughs> kind of close. Um, but yeah, like that's what I want to see. Barry, you you popped up. Have you seen any of your other stuff? Uh, yeah, you would recognize her face. Uh, spoilers for a nine-year-old game, nearly Uncharted Four. Right. Yeah. At, yeah. Yeah. She and that's plays. all I'll say. Cassie Cage. <laughs> Cassie Cage. Johnny Cage's time traveling daughter shows up exactly. to fight Nolan North. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I based based on I guess like seeing her pop up based on the reaction I've seen online of people being like, yeah, she's great, right? Like I, this seems like a really good casting. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, I, I, I just got to see her in the role, you know? Like she, I can't wait to get there. Where what next year we're thinking for when that? That's when she's comes supposed out? to start filming soon, right? Isn't that the rumor? Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. I, yeah, I, I vaguely remember having some conversations about that. that I mean, Pedro Pascal came out on a cast recently, so we'll see when that <laughs> when oh, yeah, the yeah, yeah, filming yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think they're supposed to start filming soon. Filming next year and then coming out in 2025. Tundra Boy just says 2025, so I'm not. I sure. I think it's coming out in 2025. I'm pretty that sure it's supposed to start filming like very soon, like in the next month or so. What's interesting, how, how much do we want to spoil Last of Us Part 2? I mean, it's, this is a video game show. You're video game fans. I assume we all know. People know. We knew, we knew what the plot was for this game before the game came JJMN12 out. says, article said filming in February out in 2025. There you go. Nailed it. Obviously, Abby fucking yoked. You know what I mean? Mm. Looking like Stella Chung out there. Yeah. My question for this then, uh, I wonder is... How do you do that? Like, how how much do we lean into that? Is Caitlyn going to go and like, are they going to? They're filming in February all the flashback stuff with her and like stuff where she wasn't yoked to shit. And mm -hmm. then are we going to throw her into the? I mean, fucking get, take this injection. Don't ask questions. Lift that car. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, I think she's probably for sure going to get fit for this. Yeah. I don't think Abby needs to be like a hulking beast, right? Yeah. Like, I think even when I go back and play the video game, I was surprised by like, like when I, when, when you look back at the last part two. Like Abby's yoked, but she. I, when I go back, she's not as ripped as I remember. Like she's. Well, ripped, I like, I, that was my thing. Is I don't even. I would never. Well, I shouldn't say never. I wouldn't describe her necessarily as ripped, as bulked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she. Like what I loved about that uh, character. Well, I mean, I love the game overall. But what I love about the character, right, was the idea, of, and it didn't really dawn on you until you were playing the thing and really deep into it that like she had stopped her life when when what happened spoiler alert what happened in her life happened right mm -hmm. that was her death as well and so then she just took it and like i'm going she basically batmaned it yeah. like i'm going to use my body for one fucking thing i have one purpose in this world and i'm going to build and build to do that thing yeah and then it is the aftermath of like oh, i did the thing and now what the fuck's going on yeah i mean i think for sure you get on some kind of workout regimen but also i think what needs to be conveyed even more so than you know her like bulking up or whatever is just the brutality of that character of yeah. like how much of a force that character is yeah. and i think that could be conveyed through more than just muscle right? like, I think that again could it could be just the tenacity and the vengeance and the you yeah know I mean? it could you... be like you know yeah through like emotion or anger or just like hey this person is a very skilled combatant like this person like abby doesn't necessarily need to have like the biggest biceps it could be man this abby just knows how to fuck what if she fight. made like knife gloves you know what I mean? That was like, like Wolverine. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh man, she's yeah, like clawed at people. Yeah. I feel like that's a different character. At that I'm point. just, I mean, what? Well, <laughs> we describing don't want, you know, I, She's like in the audition, like, do I have to bulk up a lot? And like, no, no, we don't have enough time for that. So you're just gonna get knife gloves like Wolverine. I mean, I can't, I'm kind of fucking into expert. It. I'm kind of oh, into fuck. it. But yeah, I mean, I'm, ex I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited. I'm, I think I'm more so excited and curious about what the reaction is from the general audience to seasons two and seasons two and beyond, right? Uh, yeah. You know, one. Do they make any adjustments to the timeline? Do they make any... Do, are there things that feel like they fit better in a TV space as opposed to a video game space? Because in the video game space, right? Like, it is... You are playing as a character, right? And then at a certain point, you are playing as a different character. And that is really... I think for a lot of people, that was jarring. But for the people that work for, right? There was the idea of 
oh wow, I really, I literally have to be in this person's shoes. Like I literally had to be in Abby's shoes. TV, I don't think ha grapples with the same things in the same ways, right? And so I wonder yes if it no. is. Yes and no. Like a I feel like thing. even you know, you love it or hate it for The Walking Dead, right? They did a great job of introducing Negan and making you hate Negan. And then if you hung out long enough, you kind of like ne Negan, right? Like you come around on that. I feel mm -hmm. like that's what this would be. I know they've talked about it being more than one season, right? So I think yeah. I think it would be very much that this season two is going to be the Ellie perspective, and then season three would be the Abby perspective. But I think that would be super jarring if you're just an HBO person. And you turn that on, like, oh, well, I'm getting one episode. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the rest of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I mean I think it could be that, right? I also would be curious to see if we could do like a what like. Episode one is Ellie. Episode two is Abby. Episode one is back to Ellie, and we are playing it concurrently as opposed to like Ellie's three days and Abby's three days. Because I find I do find that a little bit jarring. The idea of a full like if we did season two as Ellie's story, as Ellie's three days in Seattle, and then we come back for season three, and season three is the exact same three days, but I'm just watching a different character. I feel like on TV, TV moves faster than the game too. It feels like right. Like in terms of just what time? Yeah, yeah. So because there's not as many, I'm not in, I'm not going around crafting shit and like crouching in you know environments yeah. and. Uh, but my know. thing is, it moves slower just in the sense of Last of Us Part Two. You can play in the span of a week, right? Less than a week if you yeah, wanted yeah, to. Yeah. A TV show like what four years? Like what? Yeah, three to four years of us watching maybe the show. Maybe then, be maybe the same three days. So then maybe it's not that way, right? And you're right. Half the season, maybe it's half and half. You know what I mean? Rather than intersplice them at the same time. I think you have to. I think you have to hate Abby. Mm -hmm. You have to mourn her actions. You have to set Ellie off on her journey and then run back into Abby and then maybe flip it to be Abby and get a Abby. You could do it all as one thing, I guess. Eight episodes, four and four. That would, you know, kind of speed up. Like, I, I assume the, the horrible events of The Last of Us Part Two are probably, if not the finale of episode one, the finale yeah. of episode one is Joel running into Abby and then like, so. come with me or something like this. And then you're all acting like you do. That's because we do. <laughs> credits you know what i mean like yeah. that's it or whatever i yeah i just have so many quotes i'm i'm i think it's gonna be a task for season them. three then could just be like we're talking it could be the pickup of we're at the farm you know what i mean and we're de we're dealing with everything that's going on there in the aftermath yeah and then we, then we set off on the next there's uh, so much Ellie journey there's so much uh to fill for an entire season for that though with like how late in the story that is yeah but no I mean, because I mean, you figure we're dealing with TV. Like first, I, I did That's not. True. I saw the headline and I, we're dealing with a new medium and all that stuff. I saw a headline. I'm not a thousand percent briefed on it, but I did see Nick Offerman. If somebody wants to look this up, yeah, yeah, yeah. winning the Golden Globe and being and somehow letting it slip that they were looking into doing a prequel show with his character with uh, Bill and Frank. Um, that'd be interesting and cool. Right. But if they're already making those kind of taking those kind of liberties, I think season three can be especially if we like let's say we it works and we like Abby at that point, that can be a more concurrent of like, here's uh, Dina and Ellie, here's Abby and Lev, mm -hmm. where they've been, what's been happening, and then the things that start happening to bring them back together or whatever. Yeah, the, the article you're talking about, right? This is one I'm pulling from IGN. This went up yesterday. IGN. The Last of Us actor Nick Offerman says there are ideas for a prequel series. Uh, the Last of Us guest star Nick Offerman has confirmed there are ideas for a potential spinoff prequel series focused on the fan favorite characters Bill and Frank. Offerman picked up his first Emmy Award over the weekend, Emmys. picking home a gold statuette for outstanding guest actor in a drama series for his performance as Bill in the third episode of HBO's Last List. Backstage at the event, the actor suggested it might not be the last we have seen of his beloved character. Quote, it certainly has been pitched. I think we pitched a whole miniseries of a prequel of their lives before they meet each other. Offerman asserted, per uh, The Hollywood Reporter, before he jokingly quipped, it, it, it could be a musical, uh, adding, we're not short on ideas. Uh, we'll just see what co-creators Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann come up with, end quote. Got it. Which. That's, that's, far, that's far less. 
concrete than I thought it was. Yeah, it's like way, way, way less concrete, right? It's like more so ideas. I think it's a thing that could happen. I think for the conversations we've had about the Last of Us TV show, it's I, I uh, was it Tim that threw in the idea of like adapting the Last of Us factions, right? Like whatever stories come out of that, sure. which obviously that's not happening anymore. But um, I do like the thing I keep bringing up is like the idea of Fear of the Walking Dead. Like I think we're gonna get a Fear of the Last of Us. Uh, I think we're going to get like spinoff like stories and different areas. Of so I want to know in the YouTube super chats right now, if you, the audience would be excited about that, what you'd want from her, why you want it from it. Yeah. And then I, I want to turn it to you immediately and say, would you be excited for that? Excited? Probably not. Like, honestly, like I'm, I'm here for the adaptation. I'm here to get like the story that you're telling me through these games. I mean, like I like the last of us so much. I, to be honest, like the last of us game more than a TV show. Like I think the TV show is great. But I'm here for the game. And a reason, one of the reasons I really like the TV show is that it's just giving me more of what I like from the game, right? Yeah, it's giving yeah, me those yeah. same characters. It's giving me that same story. See, for me, I would be excited about it. And my thought being is that The Last of Us and HBO in general, The Last of Us HBO, right, mm -hmm. is such prime content well done and respected so much because of Craig and Neil. My hope would be if they did a spinoff, whether it's Bill and Frank or it is a Fear of the Walking Dead kind of thing, it would be treated the same way where it is. We're giving you a four, uh, eight episode anthology. We're, yeah. We are following a thing. See my whole thing with fear the walking dead as a walking dead fan. What I thought they fucked up was, and I've said it before and I think it would work really well here. One of, so like, let's just jump into last of us. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite, I think my favorite part about the show is the unexpected. And so for me, it was the opening of episode one being like, we're watching a sixties interview in, in, in England, it feels like. And then of course, episodes two's opening with the bomb, bomb them all. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't win this thing. I think it would be awesome to do a last of a show that was last of us. The first 24 come up with a way better name, yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is like, we are getting an anthology thing where every episode is jumping around and we're showing how it broke out in. New York, how it broke yeah. out in Chicago, what it did in London. Like, I think that I will be excited. For. That's fun and exciting and doing something different. Whereas fear of the walking dead was awesome in the beginning. I thought, because, mm. okay, I, you know, Rick's not asleep, so I get to see everything. And then, but then it was just like, oh, now you're just walking dead again. Now you're yeah. just another group of survivors. That's Which not is kind of what I don't, that's why, like, I think the Bill and Frank thing for two reasons. I don't, I don't yeah. necessarily want that one is I don't want it to end up just becoming a thing of all right, cool. Now we're just doing another last of us, but with different characters. And then also I think that story is so powerful because it is this contained thing. That is one episode. It is a complete story. Yeah. I don't like if it's not the same thing, right? But it like comes back to the idea of like, if the MCU ever brings back Iron Man and it's like, okay, well that kind of like lessens what takes we away from what we saw before. Yeah. Like I don't want to see more Bill and Frank because that worked so well, you know, like that was so good because it was this, you know, contained thing. Um, but if you were to give me a last of us anthology show, that was either the first 24 hours where it's a bunch of different stories about what happened in that first 24 hours, or if it was just a bunch of different stories about love and connection that happens within this post-apocalyptic world, because I think at its core, that's what last of us is about, right? Sure. It's about Joel and Ellie. It's about Joel and Tess. It's about Abby and Lev. It's about these different characters that care for each other and that are fighting their humanity within the post-apocalypse. If you give me a bunch of different stories that are just giving me that right like give me a season of eight uh bill and franks that's a banger tv show right there that i would be excited for um but yeah like i think whatever they do right like i think they're probably gonna have to figure out more content like we're so far away from what the, la the next last of us game is you imagine um and so if that's the case we're gonna catch up like even if very it is quickly seasons two and three like if those are last is part two we're gonna catch up and so you're the way capitalism works is that they're gonna want to find more content and so yeah. I don't know. Like, we'll see how they do it. Um, I'm excited to see what they figure out also. Yeah, me too. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I'm excited for what you figure out by supporting us and taking care of us and doing this. Um, a dog, Nick 96 sends in a YouTube super chat and says for the last of a show, I hope we get more background a bit, uh, about Yara and Lev and also Isaac and the WLF. That's another great oh, thing, man, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey writes in last of us part two. This is going to be great. Got like five lines. You're like, Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. I forgot that was Jeffrey. I don't know if I ever knew that was Jeffrey no, Wright. Jeffrey Wright, man. Holy cow. And that's the thing where it's like, I would 100%. I think the, that's a great call out, Madognik96, that there are these seeds planted in there, right? That mm -hmm. are interesting. And you figure, yeah, if you're going to do a Lev and Yara back, flashback episode, we've already met uh, Lev. We're already running with them to mm -hmm. flashback to see what it was like to live there. You know what I mean? Getting pushed around, Yara taking care. I think that would actually be pretty cool. And that I would also they, build out a season. I hope they could cast Jeffrey Wright again. <laughs> As I, Isaac was that character, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey, he's dope. CJ splits, great actor right there. splits on says with a super chat, the last of us animatrix style. That was that anthology, right? I was never a Matrix person. That was a, a Matrix Yeah, I believe it was also story. animated, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to animate. Actually, hold on. Do I want to animate a Last of Us? Depends there on the studio, you know? Cool. Like, think about, like, an anime Last of Us, you know? Think now about, we're just pushing think, it. Well, no, but think about, think about <laughs> studio like the, the studio that did Castlevania. Doing last oh, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be Adi pretty Shanker. cool. I'll think about it. While you think about, about that, everybody watching, remember the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny or YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Game gets you games. Kind of YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games gets you the on-demand show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let's tell you about your, our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. You can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace, and it can give you the tools you need to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See, and that's the thing, you know, you got Tim in a bomber jacket, and then you come back to me in a bomber jacket. Yeah, and y'all you know? look like the same person. But I need, I need a cool jacket to wear over t-shirts. I mean, you can just take bomber jackets from Tim. What's no, he going to do I about can't. it? I can't. I mean, nothing. Exactly. He's a bitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You know? He's not going to stop what, me. He's going to approach you? Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> Number, everybody start tweeting me and writing in and telling me what to wear over a t-shirt to make it look a little bit better. I mean, what if, what if you just got really into I, denim? I like flannels, like, but I feel like even flannels. Not, the problem is flannels are so owned by McFoley. I feel like I'm no, just no. They're uh, not. Cosplaying is Cactus Jack when I, I do this. I, I don't think anybody is gonna. Think Nobody's about thinking. Mick Foley. It's not about any. I look great in a collar shirt. I look great in a t-shirt. I just want. It's what I think. Mm, For mm. once, this is about me, not about mm. you. I'm just saying there are other jackets other than the bomber jacket. What about leather? What if you got really that? into leather? I always like that Superboy jacket with the Superman S on the back. Can I do that? Is that cool? Mm. I feel like that's owned by Superboy. Um, <laughs> I know what you remember, Sam. They keep get like a, out of uh, You could get like a college professor jacket and get like the little patches here. Oh. Think about that, Yeah, Greg. no, no, no. You're onto something there. There's other jackets. I other do like a good blazer. Yeah, if I start rocking a, bla a nice blazer. Blazer? Yeah, but that's, that's not too formal. With a t-shirt? With a Razor Ramon t-shirt under it? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I think it's a good, like, it gives you like other a, option other than just the, the, yeah. the button. -up. But I feel yeah. like it feels very Phil Spencer about to present at a E3. You know? it depends on the type like, of everybody wants to wear everybody's wearing a blazer and a t-shirt like under it kind of like in the youtube chat nick says who even is mick foley please ban him i don't care if was, nick, yeah, i don't that, i don't care that youtube or twitch that's youtube that that's just nick what about corduroy I, I got a corduroy jacket here i feel like you could i'm sorry nick i gotta put you that's yours then isn't it yeah but i wear a lot of you different, wear a lot of different like jackets. i have yeah i have like a maybe, I, maybe i just need multiple jackets that's what I do. Maybe so, that's it. If I don't, I don't need to commit to one jacket because I, I do look good in this bomber jacket. I have one corduroy. I, fuck me. I have one uh, denim. I have one leather, and then I have a bunch of bomber jackets. But that's how I roll. Like I think the variety of jackets really works. Okay. Jean jacket. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. I think denim. I think denim could work on you. Okay. You really pull off the denim. Blessing pulls off everything and anything. It's bullshit, man. Get the Listen, fucking Mario costume like over here. Put it on him. He's gonna look great. <laughs> Number two on the Roper Report. Xbox and Bethesda Developer Direct event confirmed for January 18th. This is Tom Ivan of EGC. Xbox and Bethesda will stream a Developer Direct presentation on Thursday, January 18th. It's been announced. Beginning at 12 p.m. Pacific. That's noon. It will provide fans with an inside look at a selection of highly anticipated games coming to Xbox Series X slash S, PC, and Game Pass. Presented by the developers themselves. This will include Machine Games' Indiana Jones title, Whoa. Obsidian's Avowed, Whoa. Oxide Games, is that Oxide? Yeah, Oxide Games are a history untold Whoa. in Ninja, Th Ninja Theory's Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2. Whoa. Let's fucking go. I'm stoked to see what Indiana Jones is about. Stoked to see Avowed. So, since we, since we started off the show, play some bets. Yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. First person or third person? I'm going first person. I will take the bet and say third, which right. I know if I was, if I'm like just looking and going, oh, machine games, mm -hmm. I'm thinking first as well. My thought is that when you sit down and you tackle an Indiana Jones project, what are the things we want? What are the things we need? I think people after watching so many movies want to see indie. Mm -hmm. You're right. 
And think about this, uh, another developer Pizza under uh, Bethesda as well that's known for doing first person has it? confirmed that their oh, upcoming Arcane. game Blade is going to be their first like well-known third person game. So and We'll be playing it in 2035. Ben will be in high school. Yep, Can't wait. Exactly. Can't wait. Exactly. Are you excited for this? Uh, the direct, yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited for it. I think it's gonna be a fun time. I mean, I'm these are all, these are mostly games I'm looking forward to, right? Like Obsidian's Avowed, I want to see more from uh, Hellblade Two. I'm fucking so excited about, right? That's probably one of my most anticipated this year. And then uh, Indiana Jones, I just, I just had questions of, right? Like I love machine games. Uh, of course, we did Indiana Jones in review not that long ago. I guess a couple years ago. Yeah, but we did the most recent one. You finished off, right? Yeah, I was on the recent. Yeah. I was on the recent one. Um, but yeah, funny like, story about that. You know that like literally the day, the night before filming, Tim texts me. He's like, "Motherfucker, you were on this." <laughs> like, oh yeah, I I no one, that. no one told me to go watch the movie because they didn't think I was on it. And then he looked back. He's like, "God damn it, you're in the intro." <laughs> but yeah, like um, I've become like a recent fan, fan ish sure. of Indiana Jones. Like I like those movies. Those movies are pretty cool. Even yeah. watching them like way after the fact. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about this game. Um. I, I, but my, I guess my questions are most, more so what does this game look like? Because to, to my question of third person or first person, right? Like, I didn't say first person because it's machine games and I think that's where their skill set is. And I'd love to see what a first person in Indiana Jones could look like. Yeah. But uh, to the third person thing, like when they first announced that they're doing this, I think the conversation that we are all having is, oh, this could be uh, Xbox's Uncharted. Yeah. Like, what if this is kind of taking that mantle and giving us that pulp action? Like, literally, like so much of Uncharted is inspired by 100%. Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Like, what if he can go to the go to the original and give us that same level of you know fun action, um, you know like <laughs> and waves of enemies mowing down, you know taking out three thousand people and it being the narrative dissonance, but giving it Indiana Jones instead of instead of uh, Nathan Drake, like give me all of that, but give me as Indiana. I think that's a that's such a fun idea, and I'm curious to see like is that what they deliver on, or do they give us a unique unique take that we weren't expecting? Mm. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I, YouTube super chats. Indiana Jones, <laughs> first or third? Do you care about about? Do you care about this? Like, this is a great lineup, I think personally. Saying you have Indiana Jones, fuck, um, I immediately must watch. Avowed again, I'm a nerd about. I want to yeah. know about it. I don't know anything about our history untold. Have I think we that's seen like stuff? a 4x type game. The shit that means. It's like a 4x strategy. Um, oh, like, so. okay, 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 okay. And then obviously Senua's Saga. The real downer is like, so you figure Hellblade two this year. Mm -hmm. Avowed Indiana Jones. I think this year. You think so? Both of them? Yeah. I think the fact that you're doing a developer underscore direct at the top of the year yeah. to talk about these four games, I think that means that this year is these four games. Huh. I think these are the four big Xbox games this year. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, I also think like, I mean, I think we're going to also probably get a surprise here. I don't know if they're going to do the high far rush. Oh, and this game's out today sort of thing. It was that at the developer underscore direct? Yeah, that was at the one last, last January. Um, but like that had us, that was a big surprise that they had at that thing. And so I think there's, there's room for that, that sort of thing, right? Where not necessarily out today, but Hey, we're also working on this and it's out this year. Yeah, like, yeah, I think, yeah. I think they could come. It went super fast, but I think it was Panda Finn who screamed dominoes in the chat. <laughs> the <laughs> they dominoes start knocking over oh, the dominoes, dominoes right now. And to, to follow up on blessings prediction there to look at last year's developer direct, they had Minecraft legends, Forza motorsport, hi-fi rush, elder scrolls online, update content yeah. i assume and then redfall which were all games that either were already out and getting updates or did actually come out last year so huh. there was also an insider gaming article that went out this morning that was claiming that their sources were saying that indiana jones is, com is coming this year huh. and so stacking up dominoes can you imagine happening. this is the xbox first party lineup for the year playstation got hell divers <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly 
I think. I mean, I think Xbox is probably gonna have a better play, first party lineup this year than PlayStation. I mean, if this is the case for sure. I mean, yeah. First party. I'm like, I'm I'm using the word first party, not exclusives, because like. I think Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is still a powerful exclusive to have. But if we're just saying first party, like, yeah, Indiana Jones, like, I'm such a Hellblade fan. So, like, again, that is one of my most anticipated. I think that's going to be a banger. Um, And then, yeah, Avowed, if that lives up, like, if that gives us the, what uh, Outer Worlds was to Fallout, if Avowed is that, but to Elder Scrolls, I think that's going to be a hit for people. Yeah, like, I think we're we're looking at a, a strong year. And, like, to the Domino's thing, right? Like, I don't, I think I'm at a place where I don't believe in the dominoes anymore. Like, I don't think the dominoes are dominoes, <laughs> you know? Like, I think it's a different game they're playing. Like, okay. I don't think it's, like, the thing of, oh, yeah, we're going to have back-to-back-to-back banger exclusives. I think it really is, like, hey, let's just put out a bunch of good games that are going to make people continue to subscribe to Game Pass and not lapse their membership. And I look at this, and I'm like, hey, yeah, if this is what a year for Xbox looks like, then I think that's dope. I think that is a good cadence to have. And I think this is what you should replicate year after year. I don't think it has to be a thing of like, oh, we got, I don't think it has to be like the Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War type thing. I, th- I just think you need very good games consistently on your platform. And this is what that looks like. And so I'm, I'm hoping this is what their year is. Uh, in the Super Chats, Bruce Rando Super Chats and says, what's the feeling on a shadow drop like Hi-Fi Rush? This is also their first Super Chat of all time. Thank you. Ooh, thank you for that. Do you think? I mean, I feel like it's such a it was so successful it was so successful though yeah but like i think nobody had some smaller indie ish i mean everything's in it you know what i mean no smaller like we're doing this little thing or we're trying to figure out when to put it in there like holy shit look what we just did with hi-fi rush sit on that until we do next year's developer direct i think the thing about hi-fi rush is is hi-fi rush hi-fi rushes is triple a Right, Hi-Fi Rush is like I know we like we, we almost want to view it as like a smaller thing, like a smaller project. Sure. But you play Hi-Fi Rush and it's like I mean it's not a long ass game, right? But like yeah. it's fucking polished and like the world looks so good and the gameplay feels like a triple A action game. Like it is a triple A video game and it is so hard to line that up to have a surprise release. And it's also a big risk, you know. I don't I don't think it's a thing that is replicable rec- replicable across multiple games in a way that's like worth trying that year over year like unless there is like a i mean you mentioned double fine if there's a new double fine Wait, ip psychonauts 2 was how long ago barrett two years ago that was like that 2021 was, fall 20. yeah that was 2021 really? so okay. that was three years ago and from the documentary psych odyssey last year it did seem like in their final years of uh working on psychonauts 2 there was a different team doing something else that they were very like not Trying think, to like show off too much. I so. think if there's a double fine new IP that's about ready, then I could see it shadow dropping. Stacking this thing. two. Um, otherwise, I think that's like the one scenario I can think of. Otherwise, yeah. I do think we'll get new game announcements, at least mm-hmm. one new game announcement. But I don't know if it's if it's going to be a shadow drop situation. Yeah, I feel like Hi-Fi Rush was just like a, a perfect time and place. Yeah, I, I, it could. Be, I'd be very surprised if that they made that a regular thing uh, at the developer direct. If you're if you're shadow dropping something like if that is the goal, like to get that pop of a shadow drop, I think maybe that now is the time to go. Every Call of Duty is on Game Pass, and the online's turned on for every Call of Duty. That would be that would be an exciting uh, kind of shadow drop. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think this could I be also, the announcement of some Activision. I selfishly wait. Hold on, average John. I just want to talk. Average John says that Oblivion slash Fallout Three remake. That'd be insane. That'd be crazy. But back to you, Barrett. I uh, selfishly don't want Double Fine to uh, shadow drop anything, just because it's already a busy beginning of the year, and it's there's too many games already. Bless. Sure. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like this is already a packed time. I don't. I don't want more games. (laughs) I got Tekken coming out later this month. 
Your sixlet uh, gave a super chat and said, actually, no, legit, give me stacking two or a report of it. I don't think that's going to happen. But crazier things have happened before. Let's move on to number three, where we're going to eat some grubs with the Jeff Grub Report. See you, thieves! Could be released on PlayStation and Switch. It's been claimed. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. See you, thieves could be released for PlayStation consoles and Nintendo Switch. It's been claimed. Last week, last week, the Nate the Hate podcast said Microsoft was planning to bring one of its more acclaimed first parties game, first party games to competing platforms this year. Responding to this claim, Giant Bomb Jeff Grubb said Rare's Sea of Thieves could be set to make the jump to Sony and Nintendo's consoles. Usually I hate it, but right there, what I'm hurt said Rare Rare's Sea of Thieves could mm-hmm. be ready to set sail to Sony and Nintendo. You know what I mean? They're, you know. A little turn of phrase there. Have some yeah. fun, Tom. I mean, Ivan. but you also jump to other ships, right? Don't you jump ship? Isn't that a thing? Set to jump to Sony's and Nintendo's But you don't really jump ship there. But like, you yeah. can jump from one ship to the other. We put so some like, nautical just imagine thing. that the they're jumping ship in terms of exclusivity. Rare Sea of Thieves <laughs> oh. is set to get in the lifeboat and go to. The, anyways, quote Sea of Thieves. I'll say I've heard uh, that that uh, was one of the Jesus Christ reading how somebody talks. Sea of Thieves. I'll say I've heard that that was one that might be coming to other platforms, he said on Monday. When I first started hearing these rumors, I was like, this is probably about Sea of Thieves because I've heard it could come to Switch and PlayStation, end quote. In his new industry newsletter, Game File, former Kotaku editor and Axios reporter Stephen Totillo also said on Monday that he's been told by a source that Microsoft has considered bringing Sea of Thieves to PlayStation, possibly for an early 2024 release. Blessing. Yeah. Could this be shadow dropped at the ID Xbox underscore direct? Possibly. I think that'd be really neat. I mean, and the fact that these rumors are starting to heat up. What was the one? Uh, the one we talked about yesterday was Hi-Fi Rush possibly coming to Switch, right? Like, sure. I think Which would the, make a lot of sense. <laughs> which would make it a lot really of sense. Is. I think the fact that these rumors are heating up currently probably means that something's imminent, right? Whether yeah. it's an announcement or these things are actually going to pop up <clears throat> during that developer underscore direct or around that time. Uh yeah, I think I think that's very possible, and also I think that'd be really neat. You know, we talked about it yesterday of the idea of <clears throat> the Xbox business strategy and how like you know Xbox is more about getting people into the ecosystem as opposed to just selling boxes, and so the idea of putting their games on other platforms does make a lot of sense for that, right? Like, sure, get people get people that hit of what Hi-Fi Rush is on other platforms. That way, when Hi-Fi Rush Two comes out, guess what? You get some Game Pass subscriptions. People play it on either their Xbox or they play it on their smart TV via um, streaming, or they play it on whatever device can run Xbox Game Pass. Um, do the same thing with Sea of Thieves, right? Get those player numbers up, uh, create a community. You already have a lot of people that are playing Sea of Thieves on Xbox and on PC. Yeah, put it on PlayStation, put it on Switch, introduce people to the platform of Sea of Thieves, and then one day, Sea of Thieves 2 will come out, or whatever next yep, rare game yep, comes yep. out, and you have this big community that you know wants to buy in, and you launch it first it's on It's the Xbox. way PlayStation does it with uh, their PC ports. Right, yeah. of bringing over you know game one in a series right before or right after they put out game two. Uh, and I think with Sea of Thieves, right, like you, if you're an Xbox player, I think at this point you know if you like Sea of Thieves or if you want to play Sea of Thieves. So how much more money is in Dem Hills? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you go out here, you stretch out, you find a whole bunch of new people to play. You assume cross plays in there so they can go do a bunch of stuff together. And then, yeah, one day, on top of the microtransactions that are in the game, one day you put out a Sea of Thieves 2 or get them so excited that they want to just go to get Xbox Game Pass, period, let alone for a Sea of Thieves 2. Yeah, I think for Xbox 2, which is now a publisher with so many studios, I, I, I always lose count of how many studios Xbox yeah. owns, but it's like double, at least double the amount of like PlayStation or Nintendo. Uh, well, PlayStation, I don't know about Nintendo. Um, but like you have so many games 
like available that you, that you're that you are going to publish now, right? Like so yeah. many different projects from different studios that I think it you almost have to start publishing things on other platforms. Not everything necessarily, right? But like I think when you have that much, it is we're going to like there's so much money you're leaving on the table by not sharing the wealth a little bit and going, "Hey, let's let's dip into that PlayStation audience. Let's dip into that Nintendo audience to get yeah. some of that money." Yeah. Um well, like it's see. the exact same thing with Call of Duty that we've talked about for the last few years of the ongoing battle of, yeah, we're going to have this on PlayStation because of the deal, right? Because we need to do this deal to like actually buy the the uh, publisher. But I think even regardless, you want it on PlayStation anyway, because you're going to sell tens of millions of units on that platform probably. And then like get that money back uh, to continue making other games. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Echo says uh, with a super chat, this would be the first rare game on PlayStation, Wild Times. Oh, I never thought about that. Indeed. Holy cow. Number four on the Roper Report, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has previews out, and we have a roundup. Destin Legary at IGN previewed it, said we played it and didn't like it. <laughs> the best part of Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League after playing it for a few hours is the story. And yes, it certainly seems like you will be killing characters you know and love. Lots of death happening. That's also a big part of the problem I have with the entire premise. I ha can't help but shake. There's no way Rocksteady is going to let this stick. Our heroes have done terrible things. There will be a time reversal mechanic or some alternate Earth timeline that comes along and washes away all the terrible awfulness that happened during the story. From enslaving a child, from enslaving a child form of poison ivy to straight up watching your heroes murder people, there's a lot here to make you feel a bit uncomfortable about the journey you're being taken on. And when you pair this disconnect with the game's mechanics straight out of the likes of Destiny, Anthem, or Marvel's Avengers, I'm left worried about the final product coming together in a way that works. The fun just wasn't there for me, at least not yet. Alan Wen at VGC said, uh, reported a few hours with rocks, a few hours. I'm assuming these are the headlines. These are the headlines. Thank yes. you. A few hours with Rocksteady's Suicide Squad isn't enough to convince. The gunplay is by no means bad, though it also has a lot you need to be able to read in the moment. A bigger, a bigger issue was that the verticality of the open world meant I frequently lost sight of where my other squad members were, one moment chasing after their marker on a rooftop, only to find that it had flipped around because I, it transpired they were on ground level. Concluding the session, our team had a chance to take on the Flash, which also involves some tedious buildup. And while I won't spoil the details, it makes you appreciate why bosses and team-based shooters are typically larger than life and why these encounters occur in enclosed arenas rather than the open world. Mm. Oof. Ouch. Oof. And then Brian Shea, Game Informer, writes, Emerging from my hands-on session, I feel much more confident in Rock City's long-awaited follow-up to its critically acclaimed Arkham series, but I still have several questions. But even with those hesitations surrounding post-launch support, game structure, and monetization efforts, I now have February 2nd circled on my calendar as my overwhelming curiosity and anxiety have turned mostly to anticipation. A little kernel of hope there within like a lot of yeah. negative previews. And my takeaway from seeing these previews, because at first like in, in um, prepping the Roper report, right? <laughs> like as I was looking around, I saw the previews start to pop up and I wasn't even going to plan. I wasn't planning on having like a preview round of for suicide squad because it's just a, such a jam-packed news day mm -hmm. but as i started reading them i was like yo i've i've i started to realize i've never really seen such a negative preview cycle for a video game in the way that like i think it's really hard to have a preview event where like the preview for a video game where the previews generally are bad yeah um like i think the reason being like the previews are often such like a controlled environment hey we're going here's you're the showing best you, piece of the game yeah here's have. a here's like vertical slice that is a piece of the piece of the game that we have confidence in and like you know previews are generally 
for on the developer slash publisher side meant to generate a buzz right they're meant to generate excitement they're meant to generate hype right so so for multiple outlets seemingly most outlets coming out and being like oh, I, I didn't like that like that's kind of wild like i'm I, I feel like you usually don't see that like am i wrong about that no i mean i i don't have every preview logged in my head i mm -hmm. feel like yeah you've had lukewarm to cold previews before but again, you're nailing the point of this is usually your best foot forward. What's the yeah. best? What's the most fun you could go have? What is the this is the set? So for them to get there and be like, uh, it's funny. I saw a tweet out of context on the way to work today from somebody who I think is one of my Avengers people retweeting uh, that they call that IGN talking about how they didn't like the Flash fight because it was hard to hit the Flash. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a weird out of context thing. <laughs> Reading uh, here right from the VGC one where they're like, oh, open areas shooting around. Like, okay, yeah, that's a bit, I understand a bit more what that little context kernel was or whatever. It seems like why putting this one out there is like, this is what we're doing. If people aren't fine with that, that's a rough one. That's a rough way to go. Yeah. But again, sometimes, you know, with preview events, you get dropped. All right, you're five hours into the game, yada, yada, yada. So like the thing here where it's like, you know, talking about how hard it is to get your head wrapped around the, the shooting mechanics there, but there's a lot to read in the moment. Obviously, games usually give you breadcrumbs to get you there before you have a full arsenal at your disposal. So maybe playing it in context would be better. Yeah. I've, I've, I'm surprised by how not excited I am for this game. Yeah, you know, I'm a huge DC super fan. Uh, you know, I've been begging for Superman games and yada, 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 and I have also been very vocal. Like, Su Suicide Squad just isn't what I want. Mm -hmm. But I say that hoping every time I get a glimpse at it, I go, oh, I, I, I see it. Same. I see it. Yeah. I know why I'm going to be. And it's so, like to get here, like, less than a month removed from release and still be looking at previews going like, ah, and have Destiny be like, you're killing a lot of your heroes. And it's probably, and it's like, yeah, probably going to, yeah, this is all probably accurate of like, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We'll Kevin see. Conroy's last performance is Batman. I know. I know. Very sad. Very sad. Persona 3 coming out the same day. Yeah, I know what I'm going to be playing that yeah. day. Let's, let's give you, uh, uh, that was your shot. Here's a chaser. Number six, Sony shows footage of a mysterious Patapon project. This is Andy Robinson of VGC. Sony appears to be teasing a new project in the Patapon franchise during its CES press conference on Monday. The tech firm debuted a video showcasing projects from its new Torchlight visualization facility. Towards the end of the video, Torchlight debuted footage of what appears to be the Gravity Rush movie, as well as new footage of an unnamed Patapon project labeled IP Development Gaming slash Anime. Sony did not elaborate on whether the mysterious project was a game, an animation project, or simply a test. I refuse to get hype yet. Yeah, I, I I saw I think I saw somebody tagging us in a tweet that's like, oh, a new Patapon announced. And I'm like, this, they didn't announce it. This is footage that they're showing based on a project that they're doing. Um, but it's neat, right? The fact yeah. that they're pulling Patapon for this. Totally. Super neat. Makes oh, like me wonder, all the original like, creators went off and kickstarted their own game? Fuck them. We're going to do something yeah. Patapon still, too. <laughs> so I wonder why. I do wonder what the deal with that is. I wonder if we're going to see like a final project come out of that. Um, but then I think the bigger news for the world would be the, gravity, <laughs> the gravity Rush thing. Yeah, um, that's cool. Which the footage of that also looks interesting. Like it's it it looks like um almost like concept footage. It just I, I, like I hope I not I, it if that's final footage from the film, it doesn't inspire a lot of excitement slash confidence no. from me. But I think it's just like it's a work in progress. Yeah, that's work why in you're getting progress. shots off the TV or the you know monitor or whatever. It'll be yeah. fine. It'll be but fine. But it's also like a reminder that they're making a Gravity Rush film. Hundred percent. A lot of people. I forgot about it. You know, I, I, I don't saw, think about it often. I saw a tweet from Emmett Watkins Jr. That's like. This is a reminder that um, it's like video game budgets have um, ballooned so much that it's cheaper to just make a Gravity Rush adaptation film than to just make another yeah. Gravity Rush game, yeah, which yeah. is wild to think about. Like, yeah, they're making another Gravity Rush movie, like not a game, a movie, yeah. because that's probably easier 
and more beneficial to do than just making another game. Yeah. We're going to get a severed movie at some point. That'd be dope. Actually, I would be, be, I would really be very down for that. Yeah. yeah. Did you mean to skip story number five also, or was that uh, you're trying to save time in the show? No, I just totally missed it because there's so much on the news report. Gotcha. Doubling back to story number <laughs> five, uh, Unity is cutting about 1,800 people in the company's largest layoff. This is Zach over at Kotaku. A new report says Unity is cutting around 1,800 jobs or about 25% of its employees, according to a regulatory fi filing and internal company memo obtained by Reuters on Monday. It is reportedly the largest round of layoffs in the software company's history far larger than what happened in November of last year. And it will be completed by the end of March. Unity has gone through three prior rounds of layoffs within the last 12 months. Quote, we are reducing the number of things we are doing in order to focus on our core business and drive our long-term success and profitability. Interim CEO uh, Jim Whitehurst wrote in an internal memo obtained by Reuters. The memo was sent out to all Unity employees on January 8th. So, absolutely insane i what's the most insane about this is the amount of people obviously like 1800 people yeah when in, in the during last year as we talked about all the layoffs that were happening week to week to week to week right i think i forget the exact number that totaled up it was somewhere around like six thousand to nine thousand people that had gotten laid off in the games industry last mm -hmm, year mm -hmm. and we're talking about how what an insane number that is we are a week and two days into this year and 1800 is now the number yeah which is if the depending on what number you're looking at right like almost up to a third of the number from last year already like right. that's wild yeah um super unfortunate makes you of course like worry about the future of unity um but also just makes you worry about the future of like the games industry period right like we are losing a lot of folks and it's going to be damaging overall right oh, like yeah. i'm very scared to see what the overall result is when you look down years from now and go Ah oh, fuck! Like we lost a lot of people in the games industry, and we didn't treat them well. And now look at what we're what we have. The left. knowledge lost. You know, yeah. I mean, that's always what you talk about with this. When you lose these people from these different positions and companies, right? Of like, you lose them being able to hand that knowledge down to a younger team to then learn from it, to then make new discoveries, to make new lessons, and pass on all the information, right? And make a more structured pipeline and make video games better and make them easier to make and all these different things. Yeah, it continues to suck. It will continue to be rough. We will continue to track what's going on here. But blessing. Greg. I'm tired of all that big news. That was a lot of big news. If I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You'd go to our last story, the Wii News Channel, where we cover all the small news items you need to know about. There it is. Love it. Uh, Jeff Keighley tweeted that writing is underway for the series based on the God of War for based on God of War for Prime Video and Horizon Zero Dawn for Netflix. I should hope so. Jesus. Finally. Uh, Immortality is coming to PlayStation 5 on January 23rd. Let's yes. go. Uh, Street Fighter 6 is crossing over with Spy Family from January 9th through January 31st. Woo! Avatar costumes for Yor and Lloyd will be available at the collaboration store in the Battle Hub. In addition. Ooh, in, addition <laughs> in addition, all, all players who log in during the collaboration period will receive special items like photo frames, stamps, and titles. Now, uh, Barry, you were super stoked about this yesterday on Slack. Yeah, it was mainly just a joke. I, I I sent this story to Slack and I was like, I'm about to become the Street Fighter Six Pro. Love it. Spy uh, Family's great. Spy Family is great. And Street Fighter's great. I love this. From Benji Sales, WB has announced Hogwarts Legacy has sold 22 million copies as of the end of 2023. According to WB, it is the best-selling game of 2023 in the industry. Uh, Zachari, or Sakurai said uh, he is planning to wrap up his YouTube channel later this year. Helldivers 2 is officially getting crossplay. 
PAL World will release on G uh, yeah January 19th. That's a Friday on Steam, and it's also coming to Game Pass. And then to round up the Wii News channel, Alan Wake is coming to Dead by Daylight on January 30th. We have an NVIDIA GeForce update for you. Whoa. We've partnered with NVIDIA to keep you updated on the latest GeForce RTX additions to your favorite games like... This week is the ever-exciting showcase of consumer electronics coming from the CES Expo in Las Vegas, and NVIDIA has got things kicked off yesterday with a few key gaming announcements. The big hardware news for PC gamers is the reveal of the Super GPUs for GeForce RTX 40 series. These mid-generation cards are rolling out this month and include new RTX 4080 Super, 40, uh, 4070 Super, and 4070 Ti graphics cards. Uh, first up will be the 4070 Super, launching January 17th, a top-notch upgrade for high-performance 1440p gaming. It's faster than the RTX 3090, uses just a fraction of the power, and will start at $599 US dollars. Uh, and in terms of games, we got our first look at how Horizon Forbidden West will be showcased with NVIDIA's AI Power Tech. This title will launch on PC later this year with day one DLSS3 support to boost game performance with image quality that'll just be... So appropriate for this gorgeous game. Uh, and that new coat of paint we've been waiting for with Half-Life 2 RTX is getting a little more filled in with a brand new trailer from NVIDIA and Half-Life 2's top community mod teams. The legendary game will be a fantastic experience for RTX gamers. It looks cool as hell. And if you're a talented modder, NVIDIA invites you to sign up for the project. Uh, there were so many more GeForce announcements. We'll highlight a few more throughout the month. You can visit the links in chat to read up on everything you want to know about we need an nvidia song because <laughs> well, you do the we Wii news channel and yeah. it's just so good to come off of that and just be like, i mean i'm sure nvidia doesn't I want i love like a hard rock like something that's like a video <laughs> andy should write something that should be really andy's a big pc gamer he knows what's up let him get out there and what do kind of music do the pc gamers like <laughs> Don't get me started. No, I'm, so I'm sending you Don't up get for a bit after a sponsor what, what segment. Can they get yeah, off LimeWire? You know what I mean? Now. Get out of here, That's right. You can't talk your crap about PC gamers. I can talk my crap about PC after gamers. Nvidia, Nvidia right knew what they were signing up Listen. for, ladies and gentlemen. All right? Yeah? Then answer the question. I don't have a good one of what... what I don't... What, I don't want to no, insult any genre say, like, of music. What? Creed. I was going to say Creed. Yeah, I feel like Creed would be the answer. Three doors down. Okay, N okay, okay. We're not insulting my musical tastes. <laughs> All right? Maybe you missed Are you that. a PC gamer? No! Sounds no. like it. Dang. Professional wrestling fan, all right? Creed won their... They, the Attitude Era, it was all about Creed. Yeah, that's probably true. Come on now. You know, the Stone Cold what vignettes? Nickelback? Is Nick, Nickelback is one of those bands that we make fun of Nickelback, for. for the weirdest thing, Chad Kroger was just backstage at WWE. Everybody's putting oh. up these photos of Chad Kroger, and they're making... You look at this photograph oh, joke? Was he showing people photographs? No, it was, it was weird. The, the realistic answer blessing is the... Remember the episode of SpongeBob where uh, Mr. Krabs was into that tech, uh, yeah, oh, techno yeah. song? But that was a Dude, banger. It was a banger. Yeah. Shout out to that song. That was a good song. PC gamers just go to Spotify, and they put on the modem sounds for a loop. Mm. I was talking to somebody recently that, uh, like... Oh, somebody I matched with on a dating app. I was like, nice. what, what kind oh, of I <laughs> Wait a minute. I got, we got to end the show, but I got to know the transition of, I was talking about it, and how did you get to a modem sound? She was, no, but I was, we were like, we're talking about music we like or whatever. I was like, what kind of music do you like to listen to? And she's like, my, my most played song on my Spotify rap last year was uh, an EDM remix of Screaming Goats. And I was like, mm, this might be a red flag. <laughs> this might be a red flag. This might, mm. she was chill though. Went on a date. She was cool. Yeah. Yeah. You do another date or no? Uh, not yet. But are you going to? 
Very possible, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. You lead a whole life I don't know about. You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? My secret, secret life. We need a we, secret family. We need to start <laughs> vlogging every day. Uh, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube, where you can get all of our shows ad-free, watch us record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.